are back with the Afterwatch. We're watching Demon Slayer, episode two of season one, Trainer Sakanji Urakadaki. I'm Tim. This is Ashley. Yeah, that's right. And before we get into it, I do want to remind you guys to subscribe to the show. Let other people know what we're talking about here. Of course, Demon Slayer is so popular right now. They're, uh, what, the movie is about to come out over here in the States. They just announced all that stuff. So I'm really excited finally to see that next part. But right now we're talking about season one. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, things you'd like us to talk about here on the show, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you reach us. And then if you'd like to give us some kind words and nice rating over there on Apple Podcasts or Audible, we'd appreciate the kind words, a good review. Anyway. Mm hmm. All right, so getting into it, what did you think of this beginning part <laughs> with him arguing with the guy over the basket? He just wants a basket. I know. I was just like, just take the basket. <laughs> well, it's just kind of weird because last episode was so, what, sad and dramatic and everything. And this starts out with almost a comedy <laughs> beat. Yeah, it just goes straight just to being funny. Yeah, the guy's just like, just take it. It's broken. I'm not using it. Just take it. And he's like, no, I must pay you. <laughs> they get in a shouting match. Is that helping things? I feel like if the guy's being nice, just just take it and say. Thank I know you. he's he was being nice and just saying, just take it. And just he take was like, it. No, it's I all right. Pay you. Yeah, but I mean, we we see that he's using the basket to. He's going to be carrying his sister in that during the day, so she's not getting the sunlight on her. Because <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be that's a thing that would hurt. Yes. But uh but yeah, it's it's just like an old basket that has holes. He has to repair it at some point. We actually see him repairing it with some bamboo that he breaks down and, and weaves into it. But mm -hmm. I just thought that it's funny that it escalates so quickly to him shouting and then slapping the guy's hand so hard with the money that the guy's like hurting, his hand is hurting as he's running <laughs> away, saying, Thank you for the basket. <laughs> I just think uh, it's not the right way to go. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> but maybe he just, he's hes so determined. Maybe that's what, you know, maybe part of his personality. Like he can't say no. He has to help people. Even if they don't want the help, he must help them. Yes. Um, anyway, that's one thing I was also thinking about because we see that the, the sister Nesco is writing in this thing. Do you think that she's writing? Do you think she's writing face forward or, or like in the back? like facing away i i feel like if i was in that basket i would be i would be facing the like the other way i don't know like what, do you, what do you think towards him to, to, no facing away from him i feel like it'd be weird facing towards him anyway he goes back to find her he can't find her at first but she's in a cave not only is she in a cave she's dug a hole and he's like what is my sister a mole now but i think she's just <laughs> trying to get away from the sun so, and, and it's not dark enough in the cave. She has to dig a hole inside just to get down. And she's mad. She has that, is that kind of a groan or whatever? What do you think that is? It's like, uh, it just feels like impatient. Like, mm. yeah, like an like a animal, like a pet. Yeah, like, like when frustrated, they just, frustrated. Yeah, yeah, my animals do it all the time. They're just like, <laughs> Well, they she's get, also like, got a, the thing in her mouth. Noise. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't really talk. It's like a muzzle kind of. I th guess it's just something that she, that keep her from from opening her mouth, trying to bite people, mm -hmm. which almost happens in this episode later anyway. But yeah, she doesn't look happy. He fixes the basket. She has to get smaller. We saw her get bigger last time, but now she gets smaller. And when she does, he pets her like she's an animal. So she's 
<laughs> groaning like an animal. <laughs> He's kind of treating her like an animal. It's weird. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. It's still kind of cute and how he's doting on her. So uh, he really wants to just help her, I think. It, well, it's the only family he's got left. <laughs> you know, what else is he going to do? Yeah. But did you think it was weird that a lot of people were saying as he's going up the mountain, as he's heading up that mountain, they're like, don't go up there. A lot of people go missing. Is anyone checking on this? You know? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's Maybe they just don't have like local authorities or some kind of, you know, police or something to check on these things maybe it's just it like seem up like to they, the individual i think it's because it's so far out into the woods area it's it's kind yeah. of a woodsy area there's and it's probably not as you know update they probably don't have that yeah kind of it's stuff not urban there. at all yeah there's probably not even towns i i just feel like there's a few little villages or maybe even just houses yeah it on the seem, side of the mountain as yeah. he's passing by exactly but as they're going up to the mountain he passes by a temple and immediately he starts smelling that blood again. And so he runs into the temple thinking that he needs to help somebody. Why would, I mean, it's, it's a demon again. It's, I feel, I feel like he should have known he was stumbling into one of these situations, but maybe he wasn't expecting to have the demon still there mm-hmm. because it's still there. It's still feeding. It's so creepy and weird, you know, especially with the kind of music chanting going on. And uh, we see Nezuko actually start uh, salivating because during the night she's walking along with him as they're walking up the mountain. So it's not she doesn't have to stay in the basket at night, obviously. So she's kind of just stuck, like salivating at the sight of the blood. Meanwhile, the demon turns to look at them and is kind of confused because he doesn't really he senses that they're not human or at least that they can sense when something he can just sense that something yeah off. he knew something was weird about the yeah. situation probably because the girl had a you know a, a, <laughs> like a bamboo in her mouth like and like yeah but i think uh <laughs> they can sense probably the difference you know yeah there's a lot of people smelling and sensing things in this <laughs> in mm-hmm. this series yeah so anyway he jumps and it's a really cool moment where he jumps and attacks tanjiro tanjiro swipes at his neck and the demon flies off him once they're outside but the neck heals up right away and he's basically telling tanjiro this demon guy is saying that he just got lucky that first time with that swipe to the neck and now he's gonna snap his neck because he tackles him to the ground and just at that last moment, as he's as he's you know like choking him, all of a sudden we get this really cool visual, three D moving around in the space. Yeah. And Nezuko comes up and just kicks the guy's head off. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I know. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, he's saying the same thing too because he's like, you just killed that guy. But yeah, no, well, she thought he thought <laughs> she killed him, but he did not. Because the body's still moving. And then it starts to move and come at him, and she kicks the body away. And it goes and rolls against a tree. <laughs> but then the head wakes up and starts, you know, sprouts hands and starts coming for him. Starts yelling because he, he realizes that she's a demon now. What is yeah. she doing teamed up with a human? It's just so weird. And But his body attacks her while the head goes for him. And what, Tanjiro still has that hatchet and still trying to cut at him. And the guy grows his hair and, like, kind of fastens it around the hatchet to kind of hold on. Yeah. And Tanjiro ends up just throwing the hatchet against a tree. tree, And then he's stuck. (laughs) He's like, well, probably wasn't smart, right? Isn't that what he says? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, something about, well, I probably shouldn't have wrapped my hair around there. It yeah. makes sense maybe at the moment, but but then, so Tanjiro takes off to try to help Nezuko, where the body is fighting with her. He runs and tackles the body off a cliff. <laughs> they start to fall, but Nezuko grabs him just at the last minute to save him. Body keeps falling and shatters on impact. We kind of see it fall, and then... It just kind of goes limp. And then at that point, we see the head, the demon's head that was on the tree kind of go limp too. Like, I guess he's not dead yet because we see the head come back too Mm -hmm. later on. Anyway, Nezgo saved him. They go up to finish the job and he can't really do it. He gets afraid. And yeah, he is he afraid or he just doesn't he has a problem taking a life. That's what it is, really, Mm -hmm. because he still sees this person even though they're a demon now, as a as a life, as a human in some way, right? Mm-hmm. But we see Urakadaki, the trainer guy, come up behind him and say, look, that knife is not going to finish him off anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he turned around, sees the guy, he's in the mask. He's, well, what do I have to do? Do I have to crush his skull? So he grabs a rock. He's thinking, what a, you know... Is there a way that I can do this and do it with one hit so it's not so the guy, you know, doesn't have to suffer? He's still trying to figure out the best way to get rid of this uh, demon in a way that's not going to hurt that much, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not the, uh, you know, Urukadaki is just standing there saying, this kid is far too weak. He's too kind. He can sense, like, the waves of kindness coming off. And we see it, like, in a blue. And maybe he thinks that this Gyu guy was wrong for sending him there because he doesn't think this boy is going to cut it. There's no way he can be a demon slayer if he can't even slay his first demon, right? Yeah. Uh, but the head comes to right, at, you know, starts yelling at them right as the sun comes up. And at first he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I waited this long and now the sun's coming up. But the sun melts melts it away. Like, yeah, turns it, to ash. and like, it instant, you know, yeah, incinerates so him. <laughs> Totally a vampire thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's at that moment where he goes, oh, no, what about Nezko? And he runs in and finds her in the house. She's kind of hiding behind a thing, uh, all grumpy. <laughs> She's still just grumpy. And he heads back to the old man who's burying um, the people who were killed in that house. They're holding, he's uh, holding almost a, uh, a little memorial service for them, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, this is the guy that they're supposed to come meet up here. And he still is not convinced that this guy can handle the job because, like, you know, he's seeing that he doesn't have the resolve. He is hesitating. And his first question to Tanjiro is, what happens if your sister eats a human? What are you going to do? And he can't answer it. You know, what do you say to that? Exactly. He wants to heal his sister and he can't, you know, if he's ready to kill her at the you know at any moment that doesn't really go with what he's trying to do but so he's saying this is what has to happen if your sister kills someone you have to first kill her Mm -hmm. and then you have to slit your own (laughs) belly and die you know because he should have killed her in the first place he can't let this go on honestly he's like that can never happen so he needs to make sure and do everything within his power to make sure that saving his sister is not going to hurt somebody else in the long run. So he's going to train him for the demon core, but he has to survive a test. So they start running and he's really, for an old man, he's running pretty fast. fast and you cannot hear his footsteps. Yeah. Which is so So weird. that's like super stealth style. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. 
But as he's running, he's remembering how Nezuko was so patient and he has this memory where she's repairing one of her kimonos and she's saying, you know, that she would rather repair the kimono and have more food for the kids there rather than spoil herself. And so he's like in his head, he's resolved to like, okay, when I'm going to turn her back and then I'm going to buy her a new kimono just, just to spoil her for all this stuff that we're having to go through right now. Anyway, they get to the guy's house and he's like, yes, I passed the test. He's like, no, that's just beginning. (laughs) Just getting here. No, you have to go climb a mountain with me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So they they bring Nezuko inside. She lays down. He says he's going to take care of the sister while he's training, while he's gone. But he needs to go out there with him. They go up the mountain and the air is really thin and it's really foggy. He's he's, uh, you know, trying to figure out where they're going. And at one point, the guy says, OK, your test is to get back to the house. <laughs> I'm going to leave <laughs> you and you have to find your way down in all this fog. I don't know. At this point, do you think that the old, old man knows that Tanjiro has that sense of smell where he even says, like, I just have to you know, follow his smell back to the house? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he does, but at least it's the preliminary test, right? I Just think to he see does if know. He can even... Didn't he read the letter first, or does he read the oh, letter? Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, he reads a letter, so he knows that he has a good sense of smell. Yeah, because that's why the uh, the demon slayer guy that you sent him in the first place. He's like, he reminds me of you because yeah. you have that sense of smell too. So anyway. The old man leaves him alone. He says, you have to get down to the foot of the mountain, back to my house in the fog, and you have to do it before uh, daybreak. And then he disappears. It's really cool. <laughs> like, just fog. All of a sudden, it's it's what the Demon Slayer guy did, too. Like, all Yeah, I think they all vanish. do that. <laughs> they all do yeah, that. Yeah. It's almost like a power <laughs> or something. Yeah, you have to learn how to do it. Superheroes or something <laughs> flying away. Yeah. Anyway. So he starts making his way down the mountain. At first he thinks, okay, I got this. And then he falls in a t- <laughs> he falls in a tiger pit. He trips over a wire and this thing comes flying at him. All these logs, things are starting to knock him around. And the air is really getting to him. He's feeling really dizzy. Yeah. But he starts to control his breathing, concentrate. And even as he's like pulling and, you know, hitting these traps, he's still trying to outrun them and outsmart them. And he starts realizing that what he can do is smell because Orokodaki set these traps. He just has to smell his smell on the traps. So then he can know that it's coming. Cut back to the guy, (laughs) Orokodaki, in his cabin there, uh, watching over Nezuko as she's sleeping. And he looks up and there's like that moment. It's still dark and the door opens and Tanjiro's (laughs) there. He's, He's super bloody and really he like collapses like saying, I made it. He's, you know, gasping for breath, probably because, you know, there was the air. really hard to, yeah, the air and everything else. And he's also trying to hurry down the mountain so he can, uh, you know, beat the test. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. This is where we hear that voiceover of the Demon Slayer guy from last time. Giyu talking about how he's sending this kid. He thinks there's promise there. Uh, he wants to save his sister and he thinks there's something, just something about them that is different. And he thinks it's worth taking a chance on. Yeah. And also, yeah, that whole sense of smell thing that you brought up, how, um, you know, they're kind of alike. So he's saying, humor me this request and give this guy a chance. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it ends. Okay, now you're my new student. And uh, there is the last, I don't know if you saw this after the song, the final song, they always come back 
with these new Taisho secret. Did you see this thing? The little comic book thingy or no? Yeah, it's like at the end and they give a little, they give a little, uh, I don't know, fun fact, I guess. In this one, it's actually interrupted. Tanjiro tries to say, you know, what Urukadaki's age is, but then he gets interrupted by, hey, what kind of food do you want, you know, for dinner? Oh, yeah. It's like hot pot or. Yeah. (laughs) Udon or so, Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we don't actually find out how old he is, but we're going to start getting these secrets as, you know, every episode ends. I think mm-hmm. for every episode from now on. And of course, Taisho is a reference to the Taisho period that this um, anime, this series is set in, which the Taisho era was 1912 to 1926. Mm. So that kind of makes, you know, like 100 years ago, that kind of makes sense especially as we get further in and we see more of the landscape and, and they go to more places. Just Does that make sense to you when hearing that as far as a timeline? Mm-hmm. What did you think of the episode, though, all this training and stuff? It was cool. I like the third episode a lot. Okay, well, we'll get there, yeah. too, because it starts heating up, and, of course, as the shows get going, then he actually has to start uh, facing off against things. And, yeah, and, exactly. And it gets becomes much more of an action-type show. But until then, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. This has been Ashley. All right, take care. Characters. Fictional characters. Am I am I getting through to you at all?